1: Maybe. You know, Mitch.
0: They love the Cougars. Mitch Harper!
1: Good afternoon, Cougar Nation, and welcome to a new edition of the Cougar Tracks Podcast on KSLSports.com. I'm your BYU Insider, Mitch Harper. It's Wednesday, August 10th. Here's the roadmap for today's show. BYU football fall camp rolls on. The Big Ten TV deal. What does that have to do with the Big 12 Conference? What possibilities are there for BYU's future league? And then also, a one-on-one interview with BYU wide receiver Puka Nakua here on the podcast today. The Cougar Tracks podcast is streaming live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the KSL Sports YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. It's also available in podcast form on all major podcasting platforms. Hey, by the way, uh, KSL Sports.com's got a new look. Go check it out. Our website, go check out the app, KSLSports.com. New logo, new font. If you haven't seen already, KSL Sports has a new TV segment. Instead of Sports Beat, it's now KSL Sports Live. The new graphics look really sharp, so check that out on KSL5 TV. Yeah, BYU Football Fall Camp rolls along, uh, still rolling through now kind of the, the, the dog days of camp. One of the notable things that's come out of camp thus far, it's no surprise, Jacob Conover, the clear cut number two quarterback. Uh, Aaron Roderick confirmed that on Monday and the thing is is that it was just interesting coming into the season with all the the hype of sorts about some of the other quarterbacks and I know that Finnegan wasn't completely healthy uh, so we haven't got a full look at him but he's been in there now and and hasn't really put a dent into Jacob Conover at all. Jacob Conover is the number two quarterback and there's there's no I think Conover's going to do a nice job. I really do. I think that he's been solid so far in camp. Haven't seen much as far as taking the ball downfield. It's been a lot of dump passes. There's nothing groundbreaking, per se, that's being shown to us in the media. Uh, But I think Conover, if called upon, is capable of leading BYU to some wins. Uh, Would he be the reason they win the games? We'll have to see. We just don't have enough intel on him yet at BYU to suggest that he could do that. Uh, But I think there's enough supporting cast around him that they're going to have a lot of success this season. And one of those guys that's going to have a big role in that supporting cast is, of course, Puka Nakua. And Puka Nakua, I caught up with him, and this guy's full of energy. Nakua is a guy that I'm excited to see what he can do at BYU this season, I think this will probably be his last year because I think he moves on to the NFL. I think he's a big-time receiver. Puka Nakua, to me, is the best receiver BYU's had since Austin Colley, I think. I know Cody Hoffman's in there in between, the all-time leading receiver, but I think Puka is a phenomenal talent. He might even have better measurables and better overall next-level makeup than Colley. Kali was the best. He he's the best to do it at BYU. Uh, but Puka is special, and he's been healthy. Knock on wood for him uh, this off season and the early days of fall camp. I caught up with Puka Nakua on day four and discussed fall camp and a whole host of other topics as he gets ready for the 2022 season.
0: That's definitely the plan. It's it's nice to be back out here, just like you said in fall camp and uh the future is bright for 2022 we got all our guys coming back we're in our groove uh just going, going through our plays getting the timing uh, but it's been fun to, uh, on on the offensive side obviously we love to score touchdowns but it's been so good to see our defensive guys get back out there and the full flow of the team it's, it's nice to be back into football that's for sure
1: having a, a week under the belt uh, with with fall camp uh you, you talked about it at media day that uh, this was the first off season where you're kind of fully healthy. Uh, has it? Have you seen a, a difference in your level of play having a, a full off season where you've been healthy?
0: Um, I think so. So much more confidence for me, um, the trust, in being able to go out and run any route. Um in that we have in our playbook, uh, knowing I can make any cut possible at all the times, and then just our connection with Jaron. There is no um, beginning of fall camp uh, rust that we need to get off. We've been we were working out all summer. We were uh, going to train with his quarterback, getting with my receivers coaches, and just running routes and spending a lot of time together. So that first day of fall camp, uh, we I think we missed our first our first go ball, but after that it's been it's been like clockwork out there, pitch and catch. I feel like it's been so easy. We we I know exactly where he's thinking. He knows where I'm thinking. So it's been fun to be out there with him, and then just all the other guys seeing Kibo. Um, Gunner, Koss, Chase, Cody, all the receivers that we got, and then obviously our backs. <laughs> we got a loaded offense, so it's, it's our defense is scary good. But man, I, I love seeing all the weapons we got on offense for sure. I love that you bring up uh,
1: guys like Cosper, uh, Chase Roberts, Cody Epps, and, and Keanu. Uh, do you feel maybe a responsibility as, a, as an upperclassman to make sure they're 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 uh, you know developing and keeping up with you upperclassmen?
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, luckily, I, uh, as I've been in college, I've had great mentors, uh, all the receivers in my in my position group, so I look back at the guys that I was able to have. Obviously, I had my brother there with me. Uh, a lot of, lot of people get that opportunity, but then um, guys with such pace and control, like Neil Pau, who um, obviously Gunnar's been here for a long time, so even though I feel like a vet, I'm still learning things from Gunner, who's been in this offense for years with Coach A-Rod and Coach Fessy, and then... Uh, it is. We all learn from each other. We all have such different skill tips. Cody is a modern day. He's the modern day legend out there with Bryce Young, and he runs such well rides from the slot. Koss has been out here, and Kibo or bigger bodies. Me, Chase, and Kibo are all bigger, bigger bodies. So we run different types of routes because we're bigger. We, we have speed too, but we're not going to... Uh, we had a re- Kibo today run right, a, a curl route and threw our DB on the floor like uh, Cody might not be able to do that but that's the strength that Kibo has and he plays to that strength and we try to work it, uh, see how we can help evolve each other's games with the stuff that we have but uh, I definitely feel like they, they teach me a lot but whenever they have questions I love to ask because we all learn it, and it helps me solidify making sure that I'm, I'm holding myself to the standard that I want them to be at because that's the standard that's been put in front of me, and that's what I'm trying to hold up every day. What's the standard that Aaron Roderick has for you in this offense? Um, perfection. <laughs> perfection. That's how Coach A-Rod operates, and I th- I love that, that it trickles down from there because execution is key. And no matter how much um, how much work we put in the offseason, um, if, if, if we have a, a pre-snap penalty, uh, I don't run the right route, I don't get to the right depth, uh, the execution's off, the timing's off. Jaron, I might not be in the same spot Jaron thinks I'm at, and there's just things that we've repped over and over and and, and routes on air or team on air like those are the those are the reps that you don't think that matter matter when we're when we're at 11 on 11 and jaren's trend's not supposed to think about where i'm at because we've repped it so many times he's letting the ball out there and i'm already there so that's where coach a-rod wants to be and we're getting there every day so we're a little bit closer but a- a-rod standard rises each day and that's how we want it
1: talking with puka nakua here on on ksl and you know i think back uh, i think it was about four years ago puka it was in a. Uh, uh like a, it was a winter session with margin hooks zach wilson was throwing the ball you were in high school at orem high school and i remember being there and i thought to myself man this this puka nakua guy he has an endless future ahead of him and it's crazy to think you're already in your fourth year of college football already how would you maybe describe how your career has gone to this point in your opinion and what are you trying to accomplish this year here at byu
0: That's funny that you say that. Uh, It's it's been such a blessing. It's been such a crazy ride to think back. uh, My sophomore year at Orem, uh, my head coach Jeremy Hill was there, and we had our squad at Orem uh, with all the boys, and we were able to win two state championships with Cooper and uh, Jacob Robinson and Ethan Slade, the guys that we have here at BYU. But and then I had the opportunity to go to the University of Washington. It's just been such a blessing. Uh, Ross Oppo and Margin Hooks, uh, two guys I can't think enough. and then those guys, uh, I wouldn't be here without those two guys for sure. And obviously my other brothers who beat me up every day, Kai, Sam, Iz, Tay, Justin, even my sister. It's, it's it's weird that I might not say that in many other interviews, but my sister beat us up a lot too, and she ha- I think that's how I got fast. <laughs> but uh, this year, I'm just excited to do, uh, uh, hopefully I can be utilized in uh, all the ways possible, all our receivers. We're, I'm excited to see how we're going to move, and we're going to put the defense under a lot of stress, and then obviously uh, make Jaren's, Jaren's life easy as possible, go out there and make the plays that we're supposed to um, make the extra big plays, take the short yard hitches into touchdowns, the slants into touchdowns, make the extra block for Chris, um, for Peeney to get out on the outside, for Isaac. and the eight, Isaac, everyone wants to see air wake, so I got to make sure I, I get my blocks there on the outside. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have an absolute blast. We're going to throw the rock around, and then when we get in the trenches, I know everybody's, everybody's heard about our O-line already, but, man, those guys... Um, you can fit a brand new TRX through some of the holes that those guys are fitting out there So it's fun to be a part of this offense and coach Arod and Fessy they're dialing this stuff up to To highlight our, our best attributes as, a, as our offense So it's going to be fun for everybody who's a Cougar fan for sure You know this offense is a lot of fun to watch What's What's the name of this offense? Do you guys have a name for it? Um, I don't think so. I've been trying to come up with one for the receivers. Everybody's been throwing in some names. We've been figuring some stuff out, but I think our, our fearless leader Jaron's got to come up with one for sure. All, well, whatever he says, we'll follow. He's our leader, so whatever he's got, we're just the backup to the Beatles. <laughs> Jaron's a
1: leader, then, and uh, where do you fit, maybe on the leadership spectrum?
0: Uh, I, I, uh, I think I, I'm right behind. I'd want to say I'm either behind Clark or Clark or uh, Blake. Those we got our two our big. Oh, Big Joe! How could I forget Uncle Joe too? We got. We got I, Actually, our whole O-line in front of me, and I think it goes quarterback, O-line. I think I might be tied with Peeney and Brooks and some of the running backs. <laughs> do, you,
1: do you, though, like make it a point, though, to have some fun here? I mean, because, you know, Gabe Judy Lowley was saying how it blows him away, I and mean, he's a guy that maybe you've gone up against here in practice. He's blown away how everyone's enjoying this. He's yeah. like at Vanderbilt, they was everyone was thinking it was a grind. <laughs> you guys have some fun out here.
0: Oh, a thousand percent, and I think um, that's one of the biggest blessings of coming here and being under Coach Kalani. Um i know everybody says it and they see that big smile that he has on his face and i hope people don't think that's a fraud um, coach Kalani walks into our seven o'clock meetings like that so that's how he is every day and that and uh, the way he runs the program it trickles down into everybody so by the time we get out here whether it's a it's a saturday morning we've been through the whole week and guys are tired and um, coach Kalani is gonna have fun he's gonna make sure that we're getting working while we're having fun because that's the best way to do it. if you're not having fun you're, you're gonna be going through the motions you might not be putting in full effort and that's where somebody's going to get hurt and that's what we don't want so when he keeps things fun and we're enjoying competing competing is the best way to have fun if we're, if you don't want to compete then you shouldn't be out here and, and it's tough to say that sometimes because we don't want guys to get hurt but the good competition is what's going to help us get better and keep everybody safe if there's guys going half speed while guys are going 100% that's where the, the the separation comes in and that's where somebody's going to get hurt if not somebody not paying attention so coach make sure you have fun but if we're being the defense i'm for sure having fun <laughs> i well, should have started with that <laughs> well puka keep having fun man and uh, uh how's samson doing by the way just quick checking on him he's doing good camp's been good again not too many reps at receiver but he's playing outside he's won all his one-on-ones that he sent me and then special teams you gotta stay healthy killing those special teams that i'm excited for him preseason's coming up so he's got a shot he's put on some weight so he's a little bit bigger than he was out here so he's for sure hanging out with those guys out there and uh, him and julian blackman are for sure keeping each other on his toes
1: <laughs> well awesome puka it's a it's pleasure talking with you. You're part of one of the best families of, of BYU football, in my opinion. The Nakua name is synonymous with Cougar football, and uh, you're adding to that legacy here at BYU. So, again, pleasure talking with you, Puka. Stay healthy, and uh,
0: looking forward to a big season in 2022. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Mitch. Always go Cougs, baby.
1: That's Puka Nakua here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, powered by kslsports.com. Puka's the man. He, he is a amazing talent, great personality. You know, he, he's a guy that I, I think can lead in certain areas as far as the energy that he brings. You know, I think that he's a guy that is going to be uh, big time this year. Him and Jaron Hall, the chemistry that those two guys have developed over the course of this past offseason, uh, it's going to show itself quite well uh, in week one, in my opinion. This is not going to be a slow build for Puka Nakua like it was in 2021. Because remember last year, he missed the Arizona game. Then you saw the flashes of his talent against Utah. And then he had that huge breakout performance against the Baylor Bears, a future Big 12 opponent. I think in week one against South Florida, he's going to be a big-time threat, whether it's jet sweeps, whether it's deep balls, they're going to utilize and get the ball to Puka Nakua because he's just a playmaker. He makes big plays happen. And if BYU wants to maintain their explosive offense, as they always talk about, you got to get the ball to arguably the most explosive playmaker on the offense, that's Puka Nakua. So I appreciate him spending some time with me during his busy schedule. Fall camp rolls on. Uh, coming up a little bit later today, on Wednesday, here, August 10th, a BYU football will hold Team Photo Day. Team Photo Day is always fun. I used to remember Photo Day, it took place on the first day of fall camp and it was at the stadium early in the morning. Now it's at the indoor practice facility and you have that. I don't even know if I'm making the right sound, but like that, that hiss, that audible hum hiss. For people in radio, we just, it kind of drives me nuts, honestly. But Team Photo Day, I miss it at the stadium. I remember going to the photo day just as a kid, again, with my dad. I remember meeting Luke Staley. I remember meeting, uh, gosh, there are a lot of guys that never played a down at BYU, but I saw them in BYU uniforms at team photo days over the years. Yeah, team picture day will be a lot of fun uh, to be out there at the indoor practice facility. We'll have a full recap there. It's a bummer we don't get to see any sort of practice uh, today, which... It's unfortunate we don't actually get to see practice until next week because coming up on Saturday they'll have a scrimmage and no access for the media there. We'll get some post-scrimmage availability via Zoom but nothing in person, which is a bummer. Uh, Just 2022, man. The paranoia in college football teams, it's unreal. You know, college football teams are shifting more and more and in college football as a sport, is shifting more to a pro-like model, yet they want to cling to the paranoia and cite these privacy laws for the students. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's going to be making money like a pro sport. Okay. Pro sports have a lot of open practices for the fans, for the media. Okay. It is what it is. I get it. It's fine. Same time, it's It's football. I mean, BYU's personnel is all coming back. You pretty much know what it's going to be. Hey, eh, we'll see. BYU kicks off against South Florida September 3rd, 24 days away till kickoff. I think that South Florida game, I've said it all along, All offseason, it's going to be a tricky one. Gary Bohannon and Timmy McLean still in a quarterback competition, but they're nearing, potentially after this weekend, They could be announcing who their quarterback's going to be. Jeff Scott, head coach of the South Florida Bulls, he's stated all along that he wants to have a decision on that quarterback competition early. And they have a scrimmage coming up on Saturday as well. So might be something to keep tabs on down in Tampa. There might be some news emerging from South Florida. i got to imagine it's Gary Bohannon. Timmy McClain was dynamic. We all saw it last year. I mean, he... Played very well against BYU. But I don't think he completely shut the door on him establishing himself as the clear-cut number one guy coming out of spring. And that's why they got Gary Bohannon. Had Timmy McLean not left the door open, and with his kind of inconsistent play, I don't think he'll get Gary Bohannon. So I think Gary Bohannon's your guy. I think he's going to be a bit, a little bit more model of consistency for South Florida. He's got that championship pedigree. Very confident guy. I think he'll do quite well for the Bulls. You just wonder how well will he do in week one against BYU. That's going to be the test for BYU's defense. Before we wrap up the podcast today, thoughts on the Big Ten TV deal. Big Ten reportedly finalizing their media rights contract with Fox Sports, CBS, and NBC. Three of the major network players the Big Ten is going to be on. Pretty crazy. It's crazy to think how big NBC is going to be in college football. Again, they're going to have probably a, a primetime Big Ten game on NBC. You'll see it on KSL 5. They'll be awesome. Uh, Fox Sports will have the Big Ten likely in that big noon kickoff. And then CBS at one thirty. That's huge for the Big Ten conference. Then you got, of course, got BTN, which is partnered with Fox. So I think that you know, Big Ten's going to make a boatload of money over a billion dollars annually there. The question, I think, becomes, what does it mean for the future of the Big 12 Conference? Negotiations for the Big 12 Conference don't start until February of 2024. So that's when they can go to the market and start negotiating with these networks. I just kind of wonder if... Maybe Fox wants to... Strengthen its footprint even more with, with the Big 12. Add some more additional money. Take out, the, take out an ESPN. I think Jason Shear from Wildcat Authority uh, put out that, that idea. It's, an, it's a reasonable thought when you think about it. I mean, TV networks are running this. Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State said, this is all a pursuit for the most TV money possible. That's what's moving everything. And if you're the Big 12 or Fox, and you can take down ESPN even further down the totem pole, I think you would try to do that. Maybe strengthen the Big 12 conference. So it might work out for the Big 12 to be aligned with a Fox, be in lockstep with them, maybe similar to that of the Big 10. And I think also, too, it would be interesting if NBC, they're going to have Notre Dame still. Assuming they're going to remain an independent, it is interesting when you see NBC's involved with the Big Ten. How does that play with Notre Dame? That'll be very interesting. But maybe NBC wants a ten AM, eleven AM game that leads into Notre Dame and then follows up a triple header with the Big Ten primetime game. A lot of possibilities. And I think the Big 12, again, that's why I've said all along that they are in a position of strength compared to the Pac-12, which everyone says Washington and Oregon would leave on a whim. Well, everyone would leave on a whim that's not in the Big 10 or the SEC. That's not some groundbreaking take. Oklahoma State would leave yesterday if they were invited to the SEC. BYU would leave if they were invited to the SEC. You just do that move. You, You leave. Period. You're not taking... $40 40 million in TV when you can get 90 or 100 million a year in TV in the SEC or the Big Ten. The thing is with the Pac 12 again, though, who are the TV networks that are going to be vying for them? They're in their negotiation window that's already passed. No news came out from that. They're going to hit the market most likely, it would seem. Who are the big players? Are they going to go to a streaming service? Are they going to be like the MLS and let Apple TV? have exclusive rights. I, I, maybe if they pay just a windfall of money that makes it financially lucrative to stay in that league. It's hard to imagine, though, still, because Linear is still the top dog when it comes to viewership. I know OTT, streaming, it's the future, it's here. I get all that. But still, push comes to shove. People want to watch on Linear. They just do no one wants to watch a game on their phone. I don't know who does. If you're invested in a game, like this game matters to you. And if it truly matters to you, you're not watching that game on a phone. The only way you're watching that game on a phone is if you're occupied by some family event, some wedding that you had, to, you were forced to go to. You don't want to resort to watching a game on a phone. That is the worst feeling. And then it's like you're trying to you know multitask you're trying to do other stuff you can do the picture in picture it's like you got a fourth year phone screen watching the game and they're doing other stuff it's like come on no one wants to do that linear is still the way to go and streaming i know it's first world problem but please the lag is still mind-numbing how does that happen it's still about like 60 90 seconds behind real time drives me insane I know I view games a little bit differently because I'm in mean, the media, but still it's 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 a frustrating deal I think better days are ahead for the big twelve conference i think who who's to say that they couldn't get forty forty five million a year in TV revenue? maybe fifty who knows anything's possible. The thing is too is that the TV rights for college programming has been undersold for so long it has this is all a push to get into the mainstream of sports fans more than ever before. Big 12, I don't know if that's the ticket to invading the mainstream sports fan, but I do think that live programming is undersold, especially for college football, which is the second most popular sport behind the NFL. I think there's a lot of money to be had. And the Big 12 Conference, their fan bases care. They consume these teams on a daily basis. They're on message boards they're on websites they're buying season tickets they're going to the games they're buying the merchandise they're buying the streaming devices uh, ESPN plus to watch their team if they have to they're invested same can't be said completely for the Pac-12 conference but that Big 10 TV deal is very interesting and SEC is going to have exclusivity to ESPN we're heading to a college football playoff where it's going to be Fox, NESPN, and like the NFL. You just wondered who's going to be making up the rest of the field besides the Big Ten and the SEC. That's going to do it for this edition of the Cougar Tracks podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and a review. It would help out the show a ton. I will be back on Friday. I'll be uploading my bonus vignette updates as well on the podcast. Hope you're enjoying those. But I'll catch you on the live stream on Friday afternoon at high noon here on the Cougar Tracks podcast. And it's always powered by kslsports.com.